it's great to have that person that you can really consult with and come to when you need that help. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. Today's guest is Stephanie Thacker, the founder of Steadfast Bookkeeping, a company that provides full-service bookkeeping, tax planning and preparation, and outsourced CFO services. Stephanie shares about how to find a bookkeeper if you're looking for one, tips for bookkeeping if you're tackling it yourself, and what to do if you find yourself in over your head this tax season. A quick disclaimer, the information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only, and nothing shared in this episode should be construed as financial, tax, legal, or any other professional advice. Be sure to check out the show notes at davianchrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode, and I'd like to hear from you about what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands That Book podcast as we move forward. I'd also like to know what episodes you've enjoyed most so far and why. To leave your feedback, head on over to the Davian Krista Facebook page and send us a message. Now, on to the episode. Welcome, Stephanie, to the Branson Book Show. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, especially around tax season. I'm sure things are just absolutely crazy for you right now. Yeah, no problem at all. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so is this your busy season right now? It is. We're right in the midst of busy season. We're cranking out tax returns and working on closing out the year still for some of our clients. And yeah, it is right in the middle of busy season. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm excited to dig into everything that you do and everything that you offer and learn about some of the tips that you have for creatives managing their money a little bit better uh, throughout the year so that this, this season isn't so chaotic uh, for them as well, you know, uh, yeah. so that yeah. when they get to the end of the year, they kind of know exactly what needs to be done for taxes. And it's not something that has to be done, you know, last minute or something right. like that. Avoid the stress. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm excited to dive into that with you. But first, I want to talk a little bit about your background. That's how we always start the show. And I'm really interested to hear about it because we actually did a webinar together back for Rising Tide Society. I don't even know what year now, but a few years ago. Yeah. Right. And I know that that you, even in that time, and your business started well before that, but even in that short amount of time or relatively short amount of time, your business has grown a lot. So tell us how you got started. Yeah. So I actually got started in 2011 and really for about the first four or five years ran it as a solo practice. Um, Had a handful of clients that I worked with and I was coming out of the corporate world, working in accounting and just um, really had the desire to help small business owners. I am in a family of entrepreneurs, so I always knew that I'd have a business one day. Never really put two and two together that it would be an accounting business. That's what I went to school for. It's what I love doing. The businesses that I had 
started prior to that were kind of like hobbies that I turned into business that just didn't work. And then I realized, you know, there's such a need for this. There's so many small businesses that need this kind of help, but are, you know, doing it on their own probably and stressed, intimidated by it, frustrated by it. And so, yeah, that's how I got started. And then, like I said, for four or five years, I kind of did it on my own. And now we have a team of nine people. Um, we, I really decided after that four or five years, you know, I'm either just going to keep this business small and the handful of clients that I have, or I'm really going to take it to the next level and grow it and start offering more and more services. And, you know, technology gives us the advantage and the ability to work with companies, you know, all over the US, which is awesome. So we don't have to be, you know, just looking within a certain mile radius of where I'm located. So we're a fully remote team. We work with companies all over the United States, which is really awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. And especially, you know, growing from just just you to now a team of nine people, really interested in hearing a little bit more about that as well. Uh, but I also want to know a little bit more about, you know, th- those early days, just getting started, you know, how did you yeah. find your first clients? Did you, did you approach people or did people know like, okay, well, you know, Stephanie went to school for accounting. So I'm just going to ask her for help. And then it kind of uh, grew from there. What did that look like? Yeah. So it's funny really to look back on it. I definitely approached people. So the people that knew that I did accounting, I was probably already helping them family members or friends, you know, I was helping them on the side always, even when I was working in corporate accounting. And when I decided I was going to start my own business, like I mean, it was 2011, you know, I think I threw up a website. It was horrible. Like, if I'm <laughs> so glad it's not still out there today. But honestly, I went on Craigslist and I started looking for people that were, you know, posting that they were looking for a bookkeeper. And I would just reach out to them and say, hey, I'm starting my own business. And I saw you're looking for a bookkeeper. And so I started looking locally. And so then I would like go in and meet with them. And so My first two clients that I really had until almost a year or so ago when they got to the point where it was like, okay, it's time for you to get a full-time bookkeeper in-house. Your business has grown that much. But I worked with them. They were local. Although I still worked remote, I was able to meet them in person. And so that's really how I got my first few clients was just reaching out to people. I like printed business cards and went around to businesses, you know, my local area. And just, I just tell people, Hey, I'm starting a business, you know, give me a call and yeah, a lot different than we do it now, but (laughs) no, but I admire that because I think sometimes we start a business and just think people are going to, to find us, you know? Yeah. So I really admire that you went out to people. I mean, everything from Craigslist to passing around to going and passing out uh, business cards. And so I admire that that's how you started your business. And I think, you know, a lot of us, when we're first getting started, could, could take a lesson from that, you know, Uh, because (laughs) when you're first getting started and you, you put that website up for, uh, for the first time, people don't magically find it. So it's awesome that you actually went out to people and hustled a little bit and, uh, and started uh, picking up business that way. So what went into kind of the decision to grow? You know, what did that look like? You know, I'm guessing that you didn't grow from one to nine all at once. Um, What did that process look like? So I mentioned, you know, I kind of had a moment of I'm either just going to kind of stay where I am, just me with this handful of clients, or I'm really going to take it to the next level. And so I had the desire to grow it more. Fear really held me back for a long time, honestly, because it was like, how can I trust anybody to do this? My clients love me, not so-and-so, whoever I'm going to hire, like, how is this ever going to work? And so I kind of just went for it. Like, 
when I kept getting people coming to me and I was like, there is no way I can take them on my own. You know, I am to my max. Like, so I either keep turning people away or I do this. And I'm like, I'm not going to keep turning people away. This isn't why I started the business. That's, you know, there are some people like that and that's fine. You have a money goal in mind or a client number in mind. And that's great for me. I I always wanted to take it to the next level. So it started slow. It started with just hiring one bookkeeper. She was local to me. Um, she had all of the experience. Plus there were people that I knew that knew her. And so I started there. And from there, she was really worked with me, just the two of us for probably a year. And then we added one or two more. And then here in the past year, we've, we've added quite a few. So it's really just keeps growing. I think the more that our name gets out there, which is honestly still word of mouth is our best. Like our clients tell people about us. That's our best, you know, refer- referral source really. Yeah. And so as we continue to grow, you know, we're at the point where all of these years, you know, I've put together pra- like policies and procedures. This is how we do things. And while every client does look different because every business is different, it's made it easier to onboard a new employee, you know, orient them on like, this is how Steadfast does it. And then from there, they can serve our clients. And so it definitely was not overnight at all. It's kind of been a slow process somewhat, but a fun one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so at Steadfast, what's kind of the breakdown about now of the different roles you have? You have because you have more than bookkeepers uh, now as well. You have right. some other positions. Yeah. yeah. So now we're also offering tax services. So we do tax planning and tax prep. And then we also offer CFO services. So we have bookkeepers and then we have accountants that are CPAs. So they're offering, you know, like I said, tax planning and tax prep. Obviously, like I said, we're in our busy season with that. Tax planning is more of an annual thing where we're really looking at their finances throughout the year to help them project for taxes instead of getting that big shock, you know, come Mm -hmm. March or April. (laughs) And then our CFO services really came from our current client base asking us like, Hey, can you help me with cash flow projections? Can you help me with budgeting? I want to make four new hires this year. What is that going to look like? Or I want to add this product. What's that going to look like? How can I get to this number with my launch? So that's not really bookkeeping. That's not what we had been doing. Really, that service came, though, because of so many people asking for it. And so now the accountants that work as really outsourced CFOs for our clients are providing the next level of service from bookkeeping. So bookkeeping is very much in the nitty gritty details of the numbers. And the CFO is able to come in and look at their business kind of from a bird's eye view and look at things and really plan and project rather than just get into the the actual data entry of their numbers. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit more about bookkeeping and what bookkeeping is. And that's awesome that you were able though to add these, you know, tax planning and tax services. And then, you know, the next level of that, the the outsourced CFO services as well. But tell us like for most people who come to you, uh, or maybe it's not even most people now, maybe, maybe it's pretty even breakdown, but uh, in the beginning, when people come uh, to you for bookkeeping, what does that look like? Yeah. And it still is. Most of our clients are still bookkeeping. Most people still come to us because they're looking for bookkeeping. So bookkeeping is really the process of recording their transactions. So any money that's coming into the business, any money that's going out of the business needs to be recorded properly. 
because it really, it kind of starts there, right? If Mm -hmm. you don't have your bookkeeping, you really can't have accurate taxes or you're going to be stressed at tax time because you're like, I don't, you know, you try to go a year back and you're like, I don't remember. What did I buy there? What, what was that for? It's really hard to go back. Yeah. You just see in the, like in your bank transactions, it just might say check, you know, like check written, but you don't, you know, it's not always easy, especially if you've let a lot of time go see, you know, an image of that check and remember, okay, what did I write that check for? And so hard to remember. So that's really what we're doing is keeping up with it on an ongoing basis. So we're in their books each week. So we use QuickBooks Online. It's super easy for us to access. It's easy for the clients to learn how to get in there and do as little or as much as they want, really. They can look at their dashboard and see where their numbers are at. And by keeping that up on an ongoing basis, the client can see what revenue, where am I at as far as revenue goes? Where am I at as far as expenses go? And then you don't have to do that, you know, guessing game of, like you said, you're looking at the statements like check 1400 for $2,000. I don't remember what that was for. Yeah. So by doing that on an ongoing basis, we eliminate all of that. So the bookkeepers will, if it's something that they're unsure of, so same thing, they might just see a check number and maybe the bank doesn't allow us to see the image of the check. We'll ask the client that week, hey, check 1400 came through QuickBooks. We don't know what it was for. Can you let us know? It's on the top of their head so they mm-hmm. can tell us right then and then we can enter it in. So just having your bookkeeping done ongoing like that eliminates so much like stress and worry and frustration. Sure. And I'm assuming yeah. that at the end of the year after, you know, after all the transactions are categorized properly and all that, do they get some sort of report where they can bring that to either you, you know, just give that to you all for taxes to be done uh, or to bring that back to their accountant? Yeah. Yeah. So we actually provide a profit and loss and a balance sheet each month. And then after the end of the year, we'll do the same thing. So when we're putting in the transactions each month, we go back and reconcile, you know, your bank statements are released usually after the end of the month. Credit card statements might be throughout the middle of the month. But we go through when those statements come out and make sure that literally every transaction that hit all of those accounts is in QuickBooks so that you know it's all accounted for. Mm-hmm. So we do that throughout the year. And then, yeah, at the end of the year, um, if their CPA requests more than the profit and loss or balance sheet, we'll provide that to them. We'll really do what we can to close out the year. Sometimes, you know, they have a CPA that's just doing the taxes and then they'll come back to us and tell us, you know, to do some journal entries to match what they did for the taxes. So, yeah, ongoing. And then definitely at the end of the year, there's a little bit more work. Really, it's the beginning of the year because we're working, you know, on the prior year. But yeah, more work involved there for sure. Yeah. So for people uh, trying to keep track of their books, do you recommend uh, QuickBooks Online, which is what you all use? Um, I know that we use Wave. I'm not really sure what the differences are. Wave, I know though, is is free. Is there a certain, right. do you have a certain preference? So really when I kind of decided like QuickBooks Online was going to be the tool that we use, it was the best option at the time. And of course now I love it like because we use it all of the time. As I was growing we used to offer services in QuickBooks Online, in Zero, in Wave, and I realized it's really hard to train the bookkeepers that are coming in on all of these different softwares. Sure. So we decided we're going to be like dedicated to really one software that we can be experts in it. So all of our ongoing training, it's always in QuickBooks Online. We know about the feature updates before they're released. We get to test them out before they're released. So 
that's really why we choose that. I think it's really easy for people to learn, even if you have no accounting background. I think Wave is too, you know, and Wave has come a long ways, you know, when it started at first, not to get like too nerdy of accounting talk, (laughs) but it didn't have double entry accounting, which is huge for an accountant or a bookkeeper. And now it does. And it syncs with so many banks. And so it's great. I always tell people, all of these places offer free trials. Like you said, Wave is free until you want to add payroll or some other type of feature. Use the free trials, test them out, you know, for a couple of weeks, make sure your bank syncs fine. Any other softwares that you might be using, if you're using something like, you know, a HoneyBook, Dubsado, if you're taking Square or Stripe payments, sync that, see what works better, see how you, what you just feel comfortable with, and then choose that option. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice, but I think it's totally true what you were saying about Wave, you know, when it first came out. I think we started using it about around the time it first came out. And at the same time, our business was really young. You know, we started using it back in like 2010. So at the time, you know, like we weren't, things, accounting was fairly simple, you know, back then. That's, I guess, how I put it. Because it's free. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, and then in addition to that, it was free. So, you know, didn't have to deal with another monthly subscription, which was nice. But QuickBooks, you know, one thing that I sometimes think like, oh, I kind of wish I was using QuickBooks only because it syncs with like everything. Like if, you know, like whatever CRM you're using, if they have like some sort of accounting integration, uh, QuickBooks is probably the first one that they build out. So, you know, for instance, like we used Dubsado and I I think they're working on a wave integration, but they already have a QuickBooks one. You know, QuickBooks is like the default one they go to. Yeah, it's true. And that's, that's another reason why we'll recommend it. There's not been many times that someone throws something out there that they're like, well, I use this software. Do you think it syncs? I'm like, it probably does. And if it's not between those two softwares, you know, um, directly, there's probably some type of third party software that someone has developed. But again, they are, they're going to QuickBooks first. So, you know, you look at QuickBooks, it's been around forever. You know, it's into it. You can look at all of the Intuit products, you know, QuickBooks desktop. I don't know. It's been around for probably 30 something years. So it just depends if you, if that's not something that you have to have though, and free is better, or if you've been using it and you don't want to make that switch, then there's definitely other options out there that work just fine. Yeah. And we have, we've been really happy with Wave. And again, I think one of the, one of the key things that's missing for us right now is that Dubsado Wave integration, but uh, you know, enough about that. As far as, so for instance, like we uh, have always done our own books. We've worked and I think we're, I'm fortunate to have uh, a wife who is very, you know, type A and organized and, yes. you know, it's something that she was diligent about tackling, you know, from the day that she started her the, the business. So mm-hmm. we work closely with an accountant each month, but in general, like she goes in, it's, it's the first of the month as we record this. Uh, and one of her tasks today is to go through last month's uh, transactions, reconcile everything, make sure all's, all's good there. Yep. And you can tell how, how little I know about all this because I, she handles <laughs> it, right? Like she I, does if, it, right. if I had to hit, if I had to handle it, I would, it would be the first thing that I outsource. <laughs> so I guess the question is, at what point do you think creatives are ready to hire a bookkeeper? Is this something that they really should start doing uh, in the very beginning or do, should they wait until uh, they hit a certain scale? Like what's your advice there? That's a great question. So I really, my opinion is that I really don't think there's like a magical number whether it's like revenue or a number of clients or anything that gets you there. Mm -hmm. I really think it's like what you were saying. At what point is it going to be too much or frustrating for you to do? 
we have people come to us that say, I'm launching my business next month. You know, they've done all of the work and they're like, they're finally putting it out there next month. And they're like, I know from day one that I don't want to do the bookkeeping. It stresses me out just thinking about it. And so I've already budgeted for it. But then we have people that come and say, I've been doing it for the last five years and I'm finally to the point where I can do it. You know, it's in my budget, it's whatever. So I think it's, I always say, if it's, if you are putting it off, like that is great that Krista has it on her calendar. She sticks to it and she can do it. Some people will have it on their calendar, their list, never get to it. It's always the thing that gets pushed to the bottom. And then before you know it, it's six months, 12 months, however long. And it's like, well, whoops, I never did it. I'd say if that's you, then it's probably time to go ahead and outsource it. See if you can work that into your budget because it's so important to have it done. And if you're never doing it, then I mean, it's time to have someone do it. Like I get it because there are so many things like that in my business that for however long was just like, it never got done because I dreaded it. It's not my wheelhouse. I don't enjoy doing it. And I just got to that point where it is much better for somebody to do this because just like seeing it on my list, you know, stressed me out. (laughs) I just didn't want to do it. So that's my opinion is that if that's you, if that's how you feel about the bookkeeping, if you're doing it and you feel like question, you're questioning yourself every month, like, I just don't know if it's right and seems wrong. My balances are always off. Reach out to someone and, and, you know, it's probably a good sign that it's time to have someone do it for you. Yeah. And I think for me, the problem would just be like, like you said, it's on my list end of the month rolls around, but it's not something that I absolutely have to do until the end of the quarter when we, you know, make, you know, whatever tax payment that we make, you know, so it'll always get pushed back to that date. And then it would just be this much bigger project than it has to be. Right. And like you said, (laughs) having to look back and remember, you know, what's what. Yeah. So as far as like when people are are searching around for a bookkeeper, is it important that they work with somebody in their industry? Like what tips do you have? for people reaching out to a bookkeeper and just kind of ballpark what should people budget either per month or per year uh, to to pay for a bookkeeper? Yeah, that's a good question too. So I feel like when you're looking for someone, definitely talk to a few people. Look for someone that, yes, has worked in your industry, you know, especially for creatives or online businesses. We talked about all of the different apps and softwares that you can use and that they're probably using, make sure that the person has used those or knows about those and can say like, yes, we should sync that to your accounting software. It's going to be beneficial or it's not. But I could probably tell you countless stories of people that you know chose someone for whatever reason that they weren't familiar with even things like Square or Stripe. And they're like, they just didn't know what to do. And so it's all messed up and it's duplicated. So talk to people, tell them, hey, this is what I use. Do you have experience in this? And look for people that have maybe on their website, you know, testimonials, or maybe they have like a portfolio of clients that they've worked with. Look and see, are they the same type of people? You know, maybe they're offering the same thing, online businesses or e-commerce, creative businesses. And then the budget... I mean, it's kind of hard, obviously. There are, it really depends on what you're looking for as well. So, just to go into that a little deeper, we are what we call full service bookkeeping. So, there's definitely bookkeeping out there that's strictly data entry that they might take your bank statement at the end of the month, they'll categorize it to the best that they can, and then send you reports back. For that, you can probably get like a larger firm to do it for $200, $250 a month. If you're looking for more like, specific and really 
good like categorization and implementing those different softwares or apps that you might be using. Someone who's going to like work with you throughout the month, you know, like I said, we're in there every week. So we're communicating with our clients, you know, every week, talking to them about their expenses, you know, answering their questions. If you're looking for that level, I'd say probably budget more around 500 a month, depending, you know, if you're a seven figure business and you've got 10 bank accounts, maybe you have <laughs> credit, you know, credit card accounts for your employees, all of those things are going to play in. So, sure. you know, every bank account that has to be reconciled is more time. You know, if you've got credit cards across employees, then it's more transactions, it's more time. So, you know, it's kind of hard, but you know, you could really go way up there just depending on the size of the business. Sure. But I'd say a starting level would be like $500 a month. If you're looking for really customized bookkeeping, you know, for your business, that's ongoing and not just kind of the once, once a month data entry level. Yeah, no, and I think that's a, uh, I think that answer is really, uh, really helpful. As far as the next step, so somebody's found a, a bookkeeper, they hired them. What can they do to to set that relationship up for success? You know, so that they're working well, yeah. having maximum impact, uh, working alongside that bookkeeper. Communication is yeah. the biggest thing. So talk to the bookkeeper. You know, if you're adding a new service, if you have a launch coming up, if now all of a sudden you're accepting. Stripe payments instead of square payments, you know, talk to them. If the bookkeeper reaches out, you know, with questions, respond to them. I know that sometimes it's like, well, I'm outsourcing this because I wanted someone else to do it. And the amount of time communicating with them, I can assure you is way less than you would spend doing it on your own. We see it as we really come alongside the business owner, like we are partnering with them. So we want to know what's going on because if you have a big launch coming up, we might be able to prepare and say, okay, let's, you know, get this ready. Let's set up these accounts ahead of time before all these transactions start coming in and we don't know where to put them. Mm -hmm. So communication really is the biggest thing. If you're communicating with your bookkeeper, you can probably really be other than that communication piece, you can be completely hands off for your bookkeeping, just letting them know what's going on in your business, you know, responding to maybe questions about what a transaction might be. Other than that, you can just really rest assured and rest easy knowing that it's done. So that's my biggest piece of advice is just be ready to communicate with them, you know, see them as a member of your team, as a partner to your business. Yeah. So I would assume too that when you're hiring a bookkeeper, I mean, to me, that would be one of the biggest things is just that I could feel like I could communicate with the, uh, the bookkeeper, right? You know, just this, this, this concept that if I reach out with a question that I don't feel like, you know, I'm annoying them or, or whatnot. Okay. That's nice that uh, you're saying, no, we want our clients to, to reach out. We're really kind of partnering uh, with them so that they get maximum benefit. Yeah. You know, so I, I really appreciate what you're saying on that, on that level. Let's um, shift gears a little bit though, and talk about people who either, you know, like Krista, they're just, they're handling their bookkeeping uh, right now. And, and maybe they, uh, they feel like they're doing a good enough job or people who are just not in a position maybe to hire a bookkeeper. What tips do you have for them so that come January 1st of the next year, they're not super stressed out thinking, okay, I have no idea what happened in my bank account uh, this past year, and I have no idea what I need to do to get ready for uh, taxes uh, coming up. Yeah. So consistency is probably my biggest recommendation there. Like you said, Krista does it at the beginning of the month. That's that's a great thing. Have it like recurring on your calendar, whether you're using the calendar on your phone or a planner, make sure it's on there. So 
whatever that looks like for you. If you can do it once a month and remember what happened that month and you don't really have a need to see those numbers throughout the month, then that's great. You know, do it once a month. Maybe it's the first, the fifth, whatever it is. If it's every week, I'd say schedule a time, you know, don't choose Friday at four to put it on your <laughs> calendar because you're going to be like, forget this. And it's never going to happen. So choose like a Monday morning or maybe a Wednesday morning. Choose time that you know, this is my time to do it. And then once you do it, you know how much time it takes. I'm sure Krista knows every month, this is going to take me about this long. So mm -hmm. she knows to schedule that into her day. If you're doing it every week, it might be less. So if you can say, okay, I can do this. I can spend an hour a week or whatever, you know, depending on the size of your business. Consistency is really going to be key because again, we've talked about it. You're going to remember what happened when it comes to tax time. You've got to do that one last month and then you're good. You know, you'll in January, you'll have your reports ready. So it's not going to be April 10th when you're scrambling and trying to get it all together. Come January, you've just finished December and ready to go. I think like you said, consistency is, is what makes it successful. Chris is in there. Like as far as schedule time on our calendar, she's in there twice a month, one once mid month, just to make sure everything's good. You know, that there's not something, right, right. you know, wildly out of the ordinary going right. on. And then if she has time, she goes and starts categorizing some of the expenses from the first, you know, through the 15th of the month. Right. But then really when she's actually uh, making dedicated time to go in there and do the work of categorizing those, uh, those expenses or those transactions rather it's at the end of, or the first of, the following months or the, if it's, if it's like a Saturday, it would be, you know, right. the following Monday, right. but I admire yeah, I that about great. it because it would, if it was yeah. me, we'd be, I'd probably be calling you and saying, <laughs> Hey, listen, we need, we need, we need to get this off my plate because it would be like six months later and I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And, yeah. But like you said, if you're, if you're that person where you enjoy doing it, where you're just like, I can do this and it's not the worst thing that I have to do, or, you know, you don't have room in the budget yet. That's really the biggest thing is put it on your calendar. So if, if that works first and the 15th, do that. If it's every Wednesday, do that. Just be consistent with it so that it just becomes something that you do. Even if you dread it a little bit, it's just that one hour, whatever it takes, you're doing it and you're done. And it's, it's not that much when you're not doing six, eight, nine months at a time. Yeah. And I, I think one thing that um, we did well when we were starting our business, which we didn't or even realized at the time, but we reached out to an attorney and we reached out to an accountant before we ever got, you know, before we ever got started just to, to figure out what we needed to be doing, you know? And so we yeah. didn't have those questions at the end of the first year where all of a sudden you're making more money than you thought you were and you don't know, right. you know, what you don't know what's going on. Right. You know, so I would yeah. encourage you if you're listening to this and maybe you're in a similar spot, maybe you started a business uh, recently or you're getting ready to launch a business, reach out to a bookkeeper or accountant or a lawyer, whoever you need to of these things that, that feel just stressful and scary. And I, it's, you know, Stephanie, I don't know if you would agree, but I, you know, I feel mm -hmm. like bookkeeping isn't that scary once you have no. a system in place, you know, and even right. the legal side of things like, and I did a, a podcast episode with uh, Christina Sclera a number of episodes back, even the legal stuff, I don't think is that scary. It feels scary. It feels stressful. But if you right. start off by talking to a lawyer and saying, Hey, what do I need to know? All of a sudden, all of it feels yeah. a lot more manageable. Yeah, it's, that's so good. It's so true. We, we actually have a service that we call set sale because we're all about like the nautical terminology around here, but it's really like, we set up their QuickBooks account for them and train them how to do their bookkeeping specifically. There's tons of tutorials out there. QuickBooks has free tutorials, but this is specific to their business. And so I'd say, yeah, do that. Go and talk to somebody 
and say, this is what I'm using. This is how I accept payments. This is how I spend my money. How should I be doing this? Because sometimes the free tutorials don't touch every point of your business. And so I think if you talk to someone, yeah, like the legal stuff, Christine has helped me a ton. And you know, when you can talk to someone and they're like, oh, it's not as big as you think it is. We just have to do this, this, and this. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I can do this. We, we've got this. So I think especially when you can tell them the specifics of your business and then that way you've got that contact, you have somebody, if something changes, maybe you were service-based and now you're offering products, you can go back and say, Hey, how does this change what I'm doing? What should I do now? And they can kind of help guide you. So it's great to have that person that you can really consult with and come to when you need that help. So yeah, I think that's a great recommendation. So the last kind of person that I want to talk about. So we've talked about the person who is going to go the bookkeeper route um, and kind of things that they should look out for and how they should go about hiring a bookkeeper. And we've talked about the person who maybe is going to uh, do it on their own. Let's talk yeah. about the person who in 2018 like is it finds themselves in that boat where they haven't paid attention to their bank account at all and the 2019 right. or the or in 2019 here filing day is uh, is coming up what right. advice do you have for people in that position uh, to get back on track and to get started you know for 2019 on the right yeah. foot yeah, it's a good question. So if that's you, if you're listening right now and that's you, you're not alone. Trust me. Like there's probably other people out there right now saying yes, raising their hand. That is me. So it's, but if you're listening to this and, and, and realizing that, like that's the first step. So from there, I would say definitely start getting stuff in order. If you have a shoebox or something full of receipts, start going through it start laying them out. If you really have like physical receipts and papers, I always say just start putting them in piles. Like this was meals, this was travel. Then start doing the same with the receipts that have come into your inbox or take your statements, go through your bank statements. I am, we really run our firm paperless, but when it comes to like doing catch up stuff like that, I, I'm a paper person. So I say, look at it, see it, touch it, feel it. So print out your statements, get out some highlighters and just, you know, start saying again, just like you would if it was paper receipts. Okay. Green was meals. Yellow is travel. <laughs> really just go through and to catch up for 2018 or for the year past, however many months or years that might be, maybe put it into a spreadsheet and just put those numbers there. Okay. This was all of my income. Then this was my meals. This was my travel. This was office expenses. It's a lot of work to go back and put transactions into a software. So if you're really looking at just a year, it, you might be able to go and put it back into QuickBooks. Just be ready for like the work to do it because you can sync your bank accounts, but QuickBooks will only bring in the past 90 days. So if you've got a full year, then you've got, you know, you're probably really looking at a full year, like full 12 months that you would have to put those transactions in manually. So if you don't have the time, or you don't want to spend the time doing that, like I said, take your statements, your receipts, whatever, start categorizing them and then put them into a spreadsheet. You can go to a CPA with your statements in a spreadsheet and say, okay, here's my statements. And then I took everything that was on there. I put it into the spreadsheet for you. And this is what it was. You know, this was my income. These were all my expenses categorized out. Taking in a shoebox of receipts, they're going to, I mean, they might do it. They'll probably charge an arm and a leg because sure. you're going to have someone going through those receipts for you. So 
schedule out some time. You know, if you're busy during the week, just say, okay, on a Saturday morning, I'm going to spend a few hours going through this, whatever that looks like for you. And then now that you've done that, get on that consistent schedule. So stop and think about how hard it was, how much time it took to do that. And then say, you know what? It took me this long to do that for the whole year. I could just spend this little bit of time every month doing it and I won't ever have to do this again. So go back, get it organized, put it in a spreadsheet if you have to, then decide what software do I want to use going forward and start your consistent schedule now going forward with that. Yeah. And sometimes the, if, if for instance, like you have a bunch of checks that you put in the bank and you forget what they were for, you can actually go to the bank, sit down with somebody and, and sometimes they'll, they'll actually print that stuff out for you. They might charge you a little bit for it, but usually it's, it's pretty nominal as far as the fee goes. Yeah. Are there like, is it too late at that point to hire a bookkeeper and say, Hey, like do, do bookkeepers generally work on like maybe a project basis like that? Like, hey, I really, really messed up here this past year. Yeah. Is it possible to hire somebody and be like, can you figure this out for me before tax time? Yeah, we do that all the time. And because we're like nerdy about numbers and stuff, <laughs> we love it. Um, I just, you know, you, you mentioned like going and getting the statement. So we had somebody come to us that was like, I've really messed up and I haven't filed my taxes since 2013. I haven't done my bookkeeping since then. So we had to start at 2014 going back to her bank and they literally FedExed me like overnight a huge box of years of statements and I started going through them. So yes, we can we certainly can do that on a project basis. So it's not too late. There's a lot of time involved in it. So you would definitely have to be to that point of I realize that I need this and the value to have someone else do it for me outweighs me having to sit down and do it, but it's not too late. So we, you know, got all of her numbers caught up. We put everything in, we filed taxes for three years, and then now we're on track to file 2018 on time. So it's, it's never too late. So don't feel like it's too far gone because what happens when your business keeps growing? What happens when you get the letter in the mail from the IRS that says like, you haven't filed a tax return in three years, what's going on? You know, even though you're behind, you can be proactive about it. Now you can go back and get it. And yeah, don't, if it's a bank account that's closed, you can usually still go back to them. You do have to pay a little bit, but it's usually just a few dollars per statement. And They'll print the checks on there so you can see because there's no way you're going to remember what check you wrote three years ago. There's just no way. But when you can see it, you can see the name. You're like, oh, yeah, that's the person I was paying me to help do this or that, you know, whatever. So it's never too late. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, if you are in a position like that, the amount of time and stress uh, that will be required uh, if the IRS were to uh, to come knocking on your door um, is going to far outweigh what you would pay a bookkeeper for sure just to get you on the right track, get you up to date, uh, and then get you started here in 2019 on the right foot. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate your time uh, again, especially during your busiest time of year, to make some time for us and, and share share about just how we can you know be healthy uh, financially. Yeah, if people want to follow along with you, Stephanie, where should they go? Yeah, they can find us. Our website is steadfastbookkeeping.com. And on Instagram, we're at steadfastbookkeepingco. 
and we're on Facebook as well. Um, we're not the best at social media. That's, you know, probably our, our weak point. So <laughs> as long as you're definitely. good at numbers, you know, <laughs> right. That's definitely something that when it is being done, it's because I'm outsourcing it and someone else <laughs> is doing it for me. But yeah, that's where you can find us. Our website has a ton of information, a, a ton of blog articles. You can search and maybe find something that's, you know, related to your business or relating to your business. Um, and you can contact us through our website as well. And you work with uh, businesses all around the U.S., right? Correct. Yep. All so, over the U.S. are you currently accepting new clients? We are. For tax season, If for an on-time filing, probably by the time this airs, no, not for an on-time filing. That's certainly okay. We can always file extensions, um, but we're always accepting new bookkeeping and CFO clients. And again, you know, if you're if you're looking to get 2019 off to a uh, off to the right start, and you need a bookkeeper, I encourage you to uh, reach out to Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie, thank you again, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DeviantCrista.com. 